Welcome to episode 32 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 4. Together, we are creating a library of stories. I am your host, Hamida, and I want to bring you stories because stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. Listeners, like in many past episodes when we've talked about taboo topics such as domestic violence, such as um, alcohol, or addiction to other things or mental health illnesses, today we are going to talk about another taboo topic. And I call it a taboo topic because you will not hear open discussions about this either in your communities or in your workplaces or in your families. This is a topic that people are afraid to touch and that is the topic of suicide. In order to level the playing field of understanding this topic, I'm going to read you a few definitions from the uh, National Institute of Mental Health website. Suicide. Suicide is defined as death caused by self-directed injurious behavior with intent to die as a result of the behavior. Suicidal ideation refers to thinking about, considering, or planning suicide. And a suicide attempt is a non-fatal self-directed, potentially injurious behavior with intent to die as a result of the behavior. This is so that all of us have the same understanding of this terminology related to this topic. And before I go any further, I have to tell you this. If you are in crisis, please, please call the toll-free National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That is 1-800-273-TALK. Or 8255. I will have this number and their website link in my show notes. Suicide is a leading cause of death in the United States. And to back up this claim, I am going to give you some statistics. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, in 2018, suicide claimed the lives of over 48,000 people. Suicide was the second leading cause of death among individuals between the ages of 10 and 24 and the fourth leading cause of death among individuals between the ages of 35 and 54. So please note that the younger population is more at risk due to suicide. And the last piece of statistics is that there were more than two and a half times as many suicides in the United States as there were homicides. Now that is a shocking statistic. Why am I giving you this background? It's mainly to establish between you and me that the risks of suicide, suicide attempts and suicide ideation is far more prevalent than you and I think it is. And it is especially more prevalent amongst the younger generation. But also, I want us to realize that for someone to speak about their experiences with suicide not only takes strength, but it also takes spirit. And when you listen to our guest for today, I want you to remember that. And with that, everyone, let's welcome Danielle Nicole. Hello, Danielle. Welcome to Sharing Life Lessons. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, Hamida. So grateful and so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Is this your first time that you are interviewing for a podcast? It is not. Uh, first time about this certain topic, though. Okay, great. Glad it's sharing life lessons that you're sharing this topic with. Danielle, please start us off by telling us a bit about yourself. 
Absolutely. I am currently living in Dawson Creek, British Columbia. It's a very small town, which I totally love. I live alone currently with my fur baby, which is incredible. I just love that space. And I just started a new business adventure, Empowering Women, and it's been incredible. I would love to get that link from you for your business. If you have any details, I'll put that in the show notes in case listeners want to reach out to you. Absolutely. I would love to share those with all of you guys listening. All right, Danielle, let's hear your story. First off, I just want to thank you so much for having me on here. So last year, I went through a very deep depression. Um, I was suicidal. I actually planned my own suicide. I made sure I had a will. I made sure everything was taking place. So how I got to that point was... I was just very unhappy in my job, very unhappy in my life. A bit of a backstory, I actually worked with somebody who looked like my ex-boyfriend who I was with for 12 years. And so that had a huge part of why I went depressed. And then a lot of things about the job were very unhealthy, like customer service. You really had to give a lot of yourself to the people. And even though that was great, at first, I realized that it started to take a lot out of me to the point where I went on stress leave. And while being on stress leave, I thought it would get better, but it actually got worse because part of being on stress leave is you're by yourself and you're by yourself with your own thoughts. And when you're in that state of beingness where you're thinking low of yourself and you're thinking low of yourself, I find that being by yourself just amplifies that. So that's exactly what happened. I just kept telling myself things that I thought everybody thought of me, like I'm a loser, I'm fat, I'm ugly, who wants to be around me and stuff like that. Okay, well, I, I have to interrupt here because I am looking at you right now. So for the listeners, we are on Zoom. You will hear the audio, but Danielle and I are on video. And let me tell everyone, Danielle is beautiful. She's got this lovely floral dress on, and she's got these lovely long red earrings that match with the flowers on her dress. And so, Danielle, I have to tell you, you are beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. That means so much to me. I view myself completely different now, but back then, being in that stage, that's how I thought of myself because that's how I allowed other people to treat me. And I tried really hard to get out of it. I even asked for help from a counselor, didn't work out. <laughs> and so I just thought that was my last, my last straw. I thought the universe was letting me know in some way that I just wasn't meant to be here. I just wasn't meant to do whatever. And a lot of stuff that I would say to myself is you're a waste of space. So how would I get rid of that space? Well, by taking my own life. So I knew how I was going to do it, when I was going to do it. It was actually the day after Christmas, so Boxing Day in Canada. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is in the U.S. So basically after Christmas, I was like, okay, that's the day I'm going to do it. I woke up with so much anxiety and thinking about myself. I didn't want to 
go to another year feeling like that. And I felt like I tried everything to get myself out of that. I asked for help. I tried a new diet plan. I worked out and all those things that people say that you're supposed to do. And it just didn't work out for me. Daniel, what about friends and family? Did you reach out to anyone at that time? And how did that work if you did? I actually did. I reached out to a few people and my family, which amplified my feeling of suicide, is that they actually thought I was lying and they didn't want anything to do with me. So they cut me out of their life. Mm-hmm. And so it just, when I said I tried everything, I literally tried everything. Sure. And so I remember this day, like my life consisted of waking up and going to work and sleeping, all it consisted of. And then one day, um, a week before the planned suicide was supposed to go, I actually woke up early and I came across a video by Matthew Hussey and something clicked inside of me where it was like, that's right. A good friend of mine actually gifted me his at-home retreat. And before I tried it, when she first gave it to me a couple of years ago, prior to this, it just didn't work for me. So I'm like, you know what? After I got home from work, I'm going to give it a try. So I got home that night, pressed play on the first video. And within 20 minutes of watching it, (laughs) I pay attention to that number because I feel like it has meaning. Within 20 minutes of watching it, the thought of suicide went away. I realized that I had a lot of stuff to work on. And I made a promise to myself that I would never allow myself to feel like that again. Yeah, the rest is history. I feel fantastic. My life is a lot better because of number one, my best friend, but also because of the work that Matthew does. And I'm actually starting to get emotional because this is such a huge turning point in my life. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him. And I truly, truly believe in that to my very core. I heard you say before you told us what changed your mind, I heard you say what made up your mind about taking your own life was the fact that you thought the universe was sending you a message with everything that was happening and that you thought you were wasting space mm-hmm. in this universe. But if you look at it on the flip side, it seems like the universe's real message to you was through Matthew Hassey that you really have a lot more to live for. Do you agree? Absolutely. I love how you put that. That's totally how I feel feel now. Like at the beginning, you're like, you're so beautiful and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Because that's how I see myself now. But back then I'd be like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you saying these things to me? (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, what did Matthew Hassey actually have to tell you in those 20 minutes that really changed your life? If I be completely honest, which I totally believe, this is the reason why I'm like, I'm so grateful that this at-home retreat changed and saved my life. But I'm a little bit confused why, because the first video was two hours. 
and it was just an introduction to what the retreat is going to be like, what you're going to experience. But I totally feel it's because I was such in a negative space. So I was so in my head and just by paying attention to him, listening to him and such a high vibe and a lot of positive energy, I felt like his energy just washed away all the negative energy that I was experiencing. And it just gave me this new identity, this new version of myself that I was like, wow, like I do have more to live for than feeling sorry for myself and being in victim mode. So tell us about your new self. Tell us who you are now. Oh, I, I love it. I'm more of a positive leader, I find. Like I recently stepped into a leadership role and if I haven't taken the retreat, this wasn't something I would have considered because I saw myself as a follower instead of a leader. I really love it. And people just have amazing things to say. Like, oh, I love your energy. Your energy is contagious, which I totally love hearing. I find that's the most amazing compliment I can ever receive. I'm happier. I have a stronger mindset. I'm currently doing a very intense workout program (laughs) that is challenging my mind and my body. And I'm just expanding myself every day to not only best serve myself, but best serve other people as well. Because I know that I'm not the only one out there who has experienced what I have experienced. And I want to be that person that Matthew Hussey was for me. I want to be that person who's like, because of you, I actually decided to create a better life for myself. And so that is my goal to be that person for, even if it's one person, then that is more than I expect. (laughs) That is such a beautiful thought. And that's uh, really just being able to save one life or change one person's life. You're right, is absolutely more than enough and worth every energy and time that you put into this. Daniel, tell us between then and now, and through everything else that you've gone through, what are your life lessons that you would like to share with the listeners? Number one, I just want to say that your life is important. No matter what you're going through, I literally was alone. I felt like I was alone. And then I experienced this huge shift. And being out of it, I know I was never alone. So even though you may feel like it, you have a purpose your life matters. That's number one. Number two is how your perception can change your reality. As that old saying goes, it takes one thought to change your life. And it is completely true. I have plenty of examples, but I feel like the people listening can understand that. Another is get creative with your responses. So for me, Because I allowed people to disrespect me, especially being in a very customer service job. I allowed people to disrespect me. And 
I, I no longer allow that to happen for myself because I found a way to still speak my truth, still stand up for myself, but in a respectful way. Do you have an example you can share with us about how you would have done it previously and how you would do it now? What is that change in your response? So a perfect example would be like there was one lady in this previous job that I had that was just very disrespectful to me. And so before how I would respond to her, if she was disrespectful to me, like even something as simple as looking at me weird, I'd be like, how dare you look at me like that? I deserve more respect than that. However, now I'm like, hey, I'm wishing you a great day. And if they tend to react, then <laughs> as something Matthew taught in the retreat is just don't simply respond. Like either laugh or be like, I wish you a great day because you never know what's going on in somebody else's life if they're disrespecting you, right? And the last one is, which I totally love, is there's someone out there who has the same beliefs as you. And for me, another reason why maybe I got depressed is because I'm a big dreamer. I have huge dreams that I love and that I really want to help people with. And for the people that I surrounded myself with at the time, they're like, oh, it's unrealistic. Like, this can never happen. Particularly, you have to have goals. You have to have six months goals, seven month goals, five year goals, or you will never be successful. And so something that I also learned from the at-home retreat is that Matthew Hussey is a very successful business owner, entrepreneur. And he doesn't plan one-year goals, five-year goals. And the example that he gave, which I totally would love your audience to consider as well, is say the beautiful Hamidia asks, you are going on vacation. You're going on the best vacation ever, the vacation of your dreams, but you're going five years from now. Wouldn't you be like <laughs> angry, maybe swearing and stuff like that? But if she's like, you are going on the best vacation of your life, the best vacation ever in like three to six months from now, you would probably be more excited and probably put more energy behind it, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And that's something that I took from his retreat as well, because I'm the oddball who doesn't like to plan goals that far ahead. I like to live in the moment. And I feel like People want to relate to somebody. And so there's always someone out there who has the same beliefs as you. You just gotta, you just gotta look for it. So da Daniel, thank you for all those life lessons. I want to ask you, being that you want to be what Matthew Hassey was to you, if there is someone out there who's listening to our podcast and who probably right now is suicidal, what would you tell them? That's, that's a very great question. I would first off tell them that it is okay, as weird as this may sound, it is okay to feel how you're feeling because suicidal is just a byproduct of your thoughts and you feeling like your thoughts aren't respected, your feelings aren't respected in some way, however they are. 
So just really understanding that. And number two, it's totally okay to ask for help. Even though it didn't work out for me and I took a course that changed my life, that might not be the experience for you. And that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Like a counselor, a friend, even somebody like me who has gone through that experience to chat with, to have a conversation with, just knowing that you're not alone and that your life does matter. Do you think they should be reaching out to their loved ones, family, friends, or someone like you and actually outright letting them know that they are suicidal? Is that the way to go? I totally believe that if they feel like letting their loved ones know, absolutely, 100%. I would definitely highly, highly, highly recommend that. But I know for a person who has been in that state of mind that sometimes people don't respond the way that you want them to. So asking for help from somebody who doesn't really know you can actually be a great resource as well. Daniel, those are some great tools that you've given to the listeners, but here's another question. So we addressed the part where if the listener is on that end of the spectrum where they are suicidal, but let's talk now about the loved ones and the families and friends of someone who is suicidal and say that person comes to them for help, like you reached out to others, if they reach out to their family and friends, how can they be supportive of this person? That's such a great question. So number one is when they come to you, just listen to them. Don't dismiss what they're saying. For example, if they're feeling that way because of a job that they don't like or a relationship that ended, don't dismiss it. Understand that they're feeling that way now. And a really important thing, the second thing would be after they're talking to you and you're fully understanding, just list things that you love about them that you appreciate about them and be like, you know what? I love you. I want you around. You add so much value to my life and to the life of others. You have so much to give to this world. Just really solidifying that is very, very, very important. Were those the words you were looking to hear too when you were reaching out to people? Absolutely. Like it just... It was such a very heartbreaking time at that point. Like I said in the beginning, I I told myself I was a waste of space and I so wanted somebody to tell me that I wasn't, that I had value to give in this world. I absolutely gave that to myself, but at times I do wish I had somebody telling me that I do have value to give. Daniel, those are really very good messages. And I think we have spoken about 
both aspects and you've given people on both sides of the spectrum good tools to work with. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for that. Thank you for being on the show. Is there any last message you want to give to the listeners? Well, first of all, thank you for having me and thank you for listening. And just know that if you are ever feeling suicidal or you are at this moment, just know that there are people out in this world who do see your value, who do want to listen. As hard as it may be when you're at this point in your life, reaching out is the best thing that you can do for yourself. And there are always people who are going to listen. Thank you for that lovely message, Danielle. Thank you again and stay safe. Thank you. Listeners, I hope you were as moved with Danielle's unreserved and sincere story as I was. I want to tell you off the bat that I am not endorsing Matthew Hassey's retreat nor his program. I haven't gone through it myself, and so there is no reason for me to endorse it. The fact that it has impacted Danielle in such a positive way is the reason why I reached out to Matthew Hassey's media group to see if he would be a guest on our show. It would have been great to have a two-part series in which we would have Danielle and Matthew back-to-back, Um, but of course he has a full calendar and I will reach out again in a couple of months to see if there is any availability. But in the meantime, I did not want to delay Danielle's episode because her life lessons and her story are so important for us to understand. And the earlier we understand and recognize it, the better it is. As always, here are my key takeaways from this discussion. Your life is important. Your life matters. If someone is disrespectful to you, then get creative with your response and your reactions. If someone comes to you for help, let them know that you love them and that they add value to your life. But if it is you who are suicidal, then please reach out and ask for help. That is the best thing that you can do for yourself. I started this episode by calling this topic a taboo topic, which it is. But I hope that after listening to this discussion, all of you have changed your mind about this. And I sincerely urge everyone to start openly talking about this in your families if you're not already doing that. Make this a dinner table discussion because only if you are open about it will you give your children or your spouse or even yourself the liberty to discuss and to ask for help if any of you are struggling. I want to end this episode with a quote from Helen Keller. Helen Keller said, although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it, which is what we witnessed from Danielle's story. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well.